You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Safer South Africa Foundation and Harmony Gold have launched crime prevention initiatives across the country to deal with the scourge of illegal mining. The Communities and Justice Program will be rolled out in communities near the mining company's operation in Gauteng, Free State and the Northwest Provinces to address rising levels of criminality. For more on this, we joined on the line by retired General Ria Piecha and CEO of the Safer South Africa Foundation. A very good morning to you, ma'am, and welcome. A very good morning, Elvis, to you too and to Ms. Becha, first let's talk about the crime situation. It is dire in the mining areas that you have identified to launch this crime prevention initiative. How dire is it? I think let's let be generous and say it is dire in the country. And the mining areas are not excluded. So it is important as a nation for us to really focus on pushing back crime. We know that the police are doing their bit in terms of reacting to crime that is happening. A civil society, we also believe that there is a need for us to play a role in preventing, you know, the scourge of crime by ensuring that we create education and awareness by those who are still not yet actively involved in crime. So prevention of crime is very, very important. So that's the space in which Safer South Africa Foundation plays in to ensure that we can educate and create awareness among our youth that they can make better choices other than being involved in crime. So this is the launch, but we understand that the communities and the justice program aims to enroll more than 500 people. So those people that you're going to uh, enroll, what kind of training will these individuals undergo as far as dealing with the illegal mining and other criminal activities in these mining areas? Okay. At Safer South Africa Foundation, we use several platforms to execute this education and awareness initiative. Firstly, we're involved with the Department of Education in schools to reach out to learners who are not born criminals, but somewhere in their socialization are socialized into criminality. Mm. We believe that it is the role of organizations such as ours, schools, churches, and communities to also step into that fray. And when we step into that fray, if criminals can socialize our children into criminality, we as straight-thinking you know, members of society can also step in and fill that table too with good values, with good education, so that the learners are much more filled with knowledge, understanding, and the ability to make better choices. Mm. It's got very, very strong longitudinal impact on those. So the first platform we have is in schools. And when we are in those schools, we offer this community justice program. What is it? As Safe South Africa Foundation, we create an enabling environment for the entire security cluster to intervene and to educate and teach these young people. So our professors and teachers and tutors are the South African police, the traffic department, 
the National Prosecuting Authority, the Magistrate, the Correctional Service, the Human Rights Commission, the Banking Association with all its member banks. Mm. So we would run a 12-session program in a school to a group of anything between 100 and 150 learners. And uh, those people come to school and they come after school because we don't want to interfere with academic programs. So mm. after school, based on the learners that would have been selected by the school, these lecturers would come, we would work out a schedule, we follow the value chain of the security cluster to say what the entry point is a docket or a, a case that is raised by the traffic officer, then we move through to NPA court, correctional service and all this. So they would come in their uniform to school. Mm-hmm. Each day would be given three to four hours after school, two to three hours after school, and the lecture would be given by these uh, officials. We've agreed on a, on, on, on a plan of uh, a syllabus, if, to call, if I may call it, on what they do, because we ask them to say, if you had an opportunity like this, what is it that you teach the children? How would you engage them? Because all they're saying is to say, you know, we want to create, create this face-to-face interaction. We want to talk to them about the crimes that are happening in their community. We want to talk to them about the role they can play as citizens to work hand in glove with us to push back these things. So after the academic program, we also have selected particular areas where we introduce experiential learning. Hmm. For instance, we've chosen two areas, the court and the correctional center. So after they've been through this uh, interface, the academic input, the interaction with the learners, on a completely different day, we organize transport for them, these learners. They would go and spend a day in a live court in order for them to observe what happens in a court. And we're like in most instances, <coughs> sorry, that they bring... Uh, juvenile cases, mm-hmm. it brings a lot of attitude and behavior change in the learners because they realize that that's not the choice I want. I don't want to be in this difficult situation of having to answer in court. Mm-hmm. So that's the one area. If it isn't a life court, what the NPA and the magistrates do for us, they do a full mock court where these learners play the victim, play the judge, play the judge, the court administrator, they start understanding that, oh, there's a lawyer for the victim who is the advocate. We also use the platform also as part of career guidance for the learners because they are able to understand the diverse careers that sit in the security cluster because one day they see somebody who's a dog coming from a dog unit in the police. One day they see a social worker coming from the police. Then they understand that there is much, much more to mm. just see a cop in, on the road. Sounds like the a wonderful program. Area, if I may just finish off this mm-hmm. one, is this correctional center. Yes. On a different day, we take them, we spend a day at a correctional center under the guidance of the correctional service to see that a jail is not a, a hotel you should make an appointment with. They'll mm. be exposed to that, and at the end, they would have a motivational talk by some of the uh, incarcerated youth who tell them that you have an opportunity to make a choice. I didn't. I'm here. 
My grandmother used to say prevention is better than cure, and this is what you are trying to do. Uh, but uh, is the program currently being rolled out as we speak? Yes, yes, yes. So with the part- in partnership with um, Harmony Gold, they liked the program and they wanted this program to be rolled out in communities in which they are operating. And uh, you would know that most of those communities, for instance, the debut communities that were involved in, you know, in Northwest were in Kanana, a very, 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 very challenging space in Kanana, mm-hmm. I must say. And we are in uh, Joburgen. Those are towns that used to have uh, a lot of mining. Now the mining industrial activities going down. There's a lot of unemployment. There's a lot of illegal mining. So they thought it would be very helpful for us to work with schools in that community. And they brought something else also new that we didn't do. We piloted with them, youth out of school. So we're running programs in the schools. We're running programs with the youth out of school, which we found to be very, 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 very uh, Fruitful uh, because mm-hmm. um, with the youth out of school, for instance, you also deal with issues such as unemployment. For instance, in 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 Jobbiton, we had a group of learners who came to talk to of of youth who came to talk to the group about what they've done. They've started a huge community garden because they were unemployed. They are supplying uh, crashes, They are supplying the local clinics. They are supplying the local schools. So we're starting to say there are other things that you can do while you're waiting for a job. We had people like Love, Love Life who came to talk to them about uh, their own health, their own wellness, their own health safety and those mm-hmm. type of things. So we have introduced that side of the program where we do we go to schools, we also have programs with the youth out of school, the CJP program, and they have the opportunity again to go through the process that those in school go to. Mm-hmm. The third element that we introduce is what we call intergenerational community dialogues, yes. where we have dialogues with the community around how they can deal with crime in their communities, how they can play a role, how they can work with this security cluster. A department in order for them to, you know, to actually attack, embrace the scourge that is facing communities. So we are in Northwest, Banana, and Joburgen. We are in the welcome area where Harmony is also operating in Virginia and Fenyum School. In Houghton, we are in uh, Alcantara. I thank you so much and all the best with the program moving forward. Thank you, Elvis, for giving us the opportunity. Nation building is a, is a collective sport. Thank you for playing in the sport as, as a Thank you very much. And that's retired General Ria Pieja, CEO of the Safer South Africa Foundation. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.